Hi everyone, my name is Yochavad Brook. And my name is Rufka Levitin. And today we're going to be discussing a sikha from Chelek Tezayin. And in honor of Yod Shvat, which is this upcoming Wednesday, we're actually going to be learning a sikha that was said on Yod Shvat by the Rebbe, in which he discusses lessons that we can learn from the life of the Friedrich Rebbe. The whole point of a Yerzai is to reflect on the Balahahi Lula's life and to learn from his Avaidah. And since we know that Tara is Milash and Ira, when we want to take a lesson in Avaidah, we turn to the Balahahi Lula's Tara. So when it comes to the Frijik Rebbe, um, we have a very clear directive of where we should start because Basi Lugani was released on his yard site, on Yod Shvat. So the practical lesson we can take in our Avaidah from the Frijik Rebbe's life must come from the message of Basi Lugani. So, Basi Lagani discusses the foundational pasuk of Nisava HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Hashem desired to have a permanent dwelling place in the lowest realm, which we know is this world. So, because this pasuk is discussing the desire that Hashem has, like basically Hashem's mission statement, we're going to take apart this pasuk and discuss the different elements of the desire of Hashem. So, Liais Lai is for Hashem Himself which this is saying that Hashem desires that his essence, not any lower levels of like revelation or um, manifestations of his light, but Hashem's actual essence should have a dwelling place here in this world. That's what the home is for. And then the word dira, which is dwelling place and more specifically a permanent dwelling place. um, Hashem is asking that his essence should be found in this world permanently. And in the word bitachtainim, which is the lowest realm, um, Hashem is saying that his home can be found specifically here in the lowest realm. He doesn't want it in the higher realms of Shemayim, but in order to properly fulfill Hashem's desire, his home for his essence should be found in this world. Now, as we said, because it's the yard site, we're trying to take a lesson in our Avaita from this Tyra. So how does our Avaita mirror the home that is being made for Hashem's essence down here in the lowest realms? From the words Leis Lai, that it's for Hashem's essence, we learn we can't have ulterior motives, even a righteous motive like, I want to be closer to Hashem, I want to be spiritual and lofty. Um, if we're not doing our Avaita purely for Hashem's will to be fulfilled, then it just simply won't work. Why? Because as we see from Dira, our Avaita will be fluctuating. It's not going to be permanent because if it's based on our personal understanding and reason or passion or intellect, the second that goes away or that changes, then the Avaita too will change. So what Hashem wants is that we do our Avaita purely for Him. Why? Then our Avaita can be permanent because Hashem's will always remains. And if we're doing it for Hashem's will, our will um, to do Hashem's Ratzayin will never change. Betach Tainan teaches us that where do we have to focus our attention? It's on down-to-earth things like Torah and mitzvahs and relationships with other Jews that are um, world-centered, that happen down here. Because if we're trying to fulfill Hashem's desire, what Hashem desires is that our Avaidah be done down here. If it's about us, we don't understand why be involved in the lowly world. But at the end of the day, Hashem's goals doesn't change and His desire is for us to be involved down here. So that's where we need to focus our attentions. So we can actually see this very clearly in the Friedrich Rebbe's life because the Friedrich Rebbe's whole entire life was involved in Messier Snefesh. And what is Messier Snefesh? Messier Snefesh is literally giving up your will for Hashem's will. It's doing things that don't really make sense for you or aren't comfortable for you, but you're doing them because that's what Hashem wants. So even if something to your own physical limited brain seems like lowly or physical, if that's what Hashem wants, then that's what has to be done. And because we know that Hashem wants this dira to be permanent, Messias Nefesh is the perfect way to go about that. Because Messias Nefesh is 
the expression of the essence of your neshama. It's something that doesn't change. It's not something that makes sense. So therefore, it's not like when it doesn't make sense, you don't do it. It's because it always doesn't make sense and it's so lofty and beyond seichel that it's, it's permanent and it never changes. And the Rebbe ingrained this in his chassidim and his shluchim time and time again that many times you may encounter a situation in which there's something that has to be done that you feel like is a little bit beneath your capabilities and you have better things to do with your time. But that's actually your yesha speaking. That's your ego telling you, nah, I, th- this is kind of a waste of my time. It's not really, that's not what has to be done. But sometimes you have to look objectively at the situation and see what has to be done and not what you think you have to do. Now, this isn't just some nice idea. We see it very practically played out in what the Friedrich Reva involved himself in in his day-to-day life. Um, and there were three specific areas, all very practical realms of Yiddishkeit, which might sound surprising. It's not like, you know, delving into Hasidus or Hispanus or any of these spiritual lofty pursuits. It was very much down-to-earth making Yiddishkeit um, a reality in this world. Um, first of all, we see it with the fact that he was organizing groups constantly to study halacha. He wanted Bahram to gain smicha and then to go out to different communities and paskin basic halacha because the Friedrich Rebbe knows that at the end of the day, if we're not sticking to the basic dalad um, amas of halacha, we're not going to survive. The second thing he focused on was sending shluchim. As we know, this was the um, new chiddush of the Friedrich Rebbe to send shluchim. And what he wanted them to do was just to make, again, popular basic mitzvahs, that we should keep them um, on a basic level. And then the third thing he focused on was chinuch for children. Now that could sound very lowly. Children are not learning on the levels that the Friedrich Rebbe was learning, but the Friedrich Rebbe understood that he has to delegate teachers, he has to create curriculums so that um, even children who are learning on a lower level should be inundated with a basic um, Tyra lifestyle and education. So if these things weren't the most lofty pursuits, why did the Friedrich Rebbe pursue them at all? Because it wasn't about the Friedrich Rebbe becoming holier. It wasn't about having a name of being this holy mystical scholar that does all these holy mystical things. The Friedrich Rebbe's mission was purely to do what Hashem needed and what Hashem wanted. And that was making sure that Jews were doing basic mitzvahs, making sure that young children were receiving the proper chinuch, making sure that there were rabbis and bachrim and shulchim that were able to pasken halacha. It was not about the bigger picture of what the world would see the Friedrich Rebbe doing. It was purely the Friedrich Rebbe was focused on what Hashem wanted to be done in this world. But what do we learn from this for nowadays when we don't have to um, be fighting for our lives or have mysterious nefesh to do Torah and mitzvahs? Nowadays in America, we have a different problem where we need to have mysterious nefesh. Kids are spending many hours a day learning secular studies and the Rebbe often stressed that it's much more than is necessary to meet the basic government requirements. So what we can learn from the way they lived their lives, the Hasidim and the Friedrich Rebbe in Russia, is if back then they could put their lives at literal risk to give a chinuch that was strictly pure and holy, and how much more so today when we're in a free country, we have no one stopping us, we have all the resources at our fingertips, a huge focus for us should be on making sure that we're giving our kids a chinuch, that's Altaras Akaidash, and um, the main focus and what they should understand is the priority in life is strictly Hashem, Tara, and Mitzvahs. And so there's a well-known story of the Chassid, Rabbi Echanan Gordon, who was living in Russia at the time when the Friedrich Rebbe had already arrived in America. And the Friedrich Rebbe sent him a message saying that there's raging fires in Russia. It was very dangerous at the time. And he should come with his family to America. So Rabbi Echanan started coming to America with his family. But 
along the way, he heard about how the families in America, the from families were really, really struggling to keep their children from. There was a lot of struggles, a lot of assimilation. So he decided that the risk of his children not being from was not worth it. And he went back with his family into Russia where there were raging fires. It was very dangerous. And until he received a promise from the Friedrich Rebbe that his children would remain from and that his sons would be students in in America, which actually didn't even exist yet at that point, he was not ready to leave Russia. And he got, eventually he got a promise from the, the Friedrich Rebbe that his children will remain from and they'll study in Tempechitimim. And then he came to America and the Friedrich Rebbe's promise was kept and his children and descendants to this day are from and his son was actually the first student in Tempechitimim in America. And there are so many more stories like this where we see the effect of the Friedrich Rebbe sending out Shulchim, making sure that basic halacha was being kept and sending out teachers and mechanchem to make sure that all the kids in Russia were receiving a proper chinuch. We see this effect today when you walk around and you see people who are from and keeping Torah mitzvahs. The fact that we've been in America for so many years and there's still so many from Jews can only be from a strong Yiddish chinuch. But what is our mysterious nefesh now? Obviously, in the future, we want to be mechanach, our children, in a way of pure MS, unhindered by um, the secular world or anything like that. But the rabbi is telling us that we can invest in education even now. We don't need to wait to be mothers or even to be on shluchos. Because even when it comes to ourselves, we all we have to do is make sure we're doing Hashem's will and not being sidetracked by other ideas or letting Chachmas Agayim infiltrate our mindset. And of course, when it comes to the aspect of Shlichas, whichever capacity we take it on in, um, whether it's going to camps, Hebrew schools, helping out at home, helping out in the community, um, we have the opportunity to give a chinuch to the world and to those around us in a way that would make the Rebbe proud that is focused on purely Hashem's Ratzayin. And the Friedrich Rebbe teaches us that this wasn't just getting involved in lower madrigais of Taira and Mitzvahs and Yiddishkeit, because at the end of the day, these children who are raised with a chassidisha Yiddish chinuch that is pure and holy, they are the ones who are going to bring Mashiach. So if you want to encompass the entire goal, it all comes down to the basic, basic things that we can do here today. A good yantiv, everyone. May we all be zaychet to bring the words of Basi Lagani to fruition, making this world a permanent dwelling place, a dear b'tach tainim, so we can celebrate Yud Shvat together with the Friedrich Rebbe, together with our Rebbe, and together with Mashiach Tzidkenu Bekarev Mamish. Amen. <laughs>